welcome back everyone to the podcast for the love of cinema where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck this is episode 291 b for the B. week, where we now discuss our thoughts on 13 Lives, directed by Ron Howard. With you for that discussion, Grayson and Roger. Chris is Hello. on vacation. Vacation. For the episode discussing... What we t- oh, for the episode discussing... Um, bullet Train. <laughs> forgot Actually, the movie. Bullet, bullet, bullet Train. Bullet train. <laughs> including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer mm-hmm. talk. Check out episode 291A, posting on Tuesday, August 16th. Just a little food for thought, listeners. We literally finished recording that four minutes ago, and he forgot what we talked about. <laughs> I, have, I have Alzheimer's, man. I just, I, everybody's getting mad. I don't even want to hear it. Um, like, I'm reading from a script. Perfect. Right? Yeah, great. I'm reading from a script where things are blank. Like, I think I'll remember it because I don't want to write it in, but <laughs> sometimes I just don't remember, but it's fine. Um, well, Roger, let's jump into, if we can, 13 Lives. So, what do you think of this movie? Oh, it's a very different movie than I thought going into it. Me too. Um, but I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to say it's much different in a better way. Uh, I'm gonna throw something out there. I think this movie is very good. I agree with you. As there are once or twice, I was I was teary eyed more than yep. once in this movie because it's an emotional ride. So we'll, we'll we'll get there. But right now, so we have the, the tomato meter for thirty sitting at eighty eight percent. Remember that's mm-hmm. the great score. Audience, yep. audience score sitting pretty at 94%. Mm-hmm. Yes and yes, please. Boy, we got us a good one here. I think so. A good one that we actually agree with. Because the last couple ones we have big numbers, we didn't exactly agree with the, uh, the tomato meter and all that sort of stuff. So. Well, here's the thing about So here's the thing about that is, I, yes, I mean, we're allowed to have different, different opinions for sure. Of course. And I think you and I are looking at movies and – two slightly different ways i've come to understand that about how you and i view movies which is fine mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely but so 13, turns out me and grayson have differing differing opinions on movies turns out we do sometimes <laughs> all right vigo mortensen and it's it's always nice to see vigo he doesn't do things much anymore but it's always nice to see him when we can he plays he only does what he wants anymore he's just you know where he's at in his career he can just do whatever Movies he wants. Well, when the Ring Trilogy is under your belt, you, you can do whatever. I mean, those guys have royalties for – their families are set for the next 10 years. A billion next, years. The next, next 10 generations, they're okay. Um, all right. Viggo Mortensen as Richard Stanton, Colin Farrell as the famous John Valanthan. Now, Richard and John are both very famous for this reason. Mm-hmm. Joel Edgerton, also famous. Dr. Richard Harris. Um, and I'm going to butcher some of these names. I don't mean to. Uh Sukalawat Kenarot as Saman Kunan, also a very important character. Therapat Sajakul as Anand. Sahajak Bunthaniktik as, I can't even pronounce it, Norangask. I don't want to say I'm going to butcher it. Vinthia Panskarim Teradon. I'm just gonna stop pronouncing. I'm not doing DJ names justice, and I'm sorry. So it's a it's a heavily Thai cast because this is based yeah. in Thailand. So uh, poor Grayson, you know, you could ask me, I would have helped you out. <laughs> well, can you? Do you know these names? Like, can you? Uh, Tom Bateman is Chris Jewell. Paul go. Gleason is Jason Mal- uh, Malison. Thank you for uh, Josh Hellman as Major Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> I got jokes in the casting, folks. Oh, What's up? God. All right, uh, director Ron Howard, which I yes. I had forgotten he made it. Like 
watching it and then as i was watching i'm like wow there's a lot of this is not like a this is not a thai made movie this is a very american studio made movie and it's just it's weird and then, and then of course i saw his name being like oh that's why it, it reeked of you know the american way of doing it and it's ron howard and so, Roger, what is 13 Lives about? So 13 Lives is based off a true story of a Thai soccer team for uh, children's, I guess not children's, um, because they're not exactly kid kids, but um, a Thai yeah. soccer team, teenage, yeah, teenagers. Okay, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Random word like teenagers um, ends up in a cave after a soccer practice they go for like a celebration thing and they end up getting flooded in because the monsoon season started like two weeks early in thailand and the cave gets flooded and they're like two kilometers deep in this cave and they can't get out and they're stuck um and they're stuck in there for what 18 19 days dude Whew. i can't even i was getting i was just getting agita thinking about being stuck in a cave for 19 days these kids uh-huh. They didn't get food until 10 days in. They didn't see anybody for 10 days. 10 days in, they finally got some food. But, I mean, with, it's not like they didn't have – like, they had water. Just no, anyway. I assume – yeah, and I assume that they had some stuff, like a little bit of stuff with them because some of them had a couple of packs, you know, but okay, very we, little. So Very little food that they would have survived on. 13 Lives is a true story of something happened in 2018 of a daring rescue – an, a, 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 what wouldn't seem to most people impossible rescue um, that these two that the Thai you know elite military Navy SEALs and these two divers made possible these two English divers made possible and I, I love I don't know why I like the duo of Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen I just do I think they play very well with each other in this movie they play off each other great I think the older Colin Farrell gets the better he gets that's just that's a you know that, yeah, that, that might, that might be the older he gets the better. I think he's starting to understand the, the the craft a little better. And as always, I love Joel Edgerton. I never don't love Joel Edgerton. He's always sure. Good. So, Thirteen Lives. It's a very it's a very simple, straightforward film. Kids get trapped in a cave, and then people have to figure out how to get them out. Enlisting the help of, I mean, seven people in seventeen different countries came to help. Uh, aid from all over the world came. To help these people, it, it I remember really, when this happened. Like I remember this happening. I remember yeah. being on like the news stations and stuff. I, I remember the news. I don't remember. I don't didn't didn't do any research on. It. Like I didn't like at the time. Like oh, I wonder what this is and look into it. So uh, I kind of felt bad that I knew what happened because I remembered it from the news. So <laughs> not that I felt bad, but it, I didn't. I wasn't surprised by the story as much because I actually did remember it. So I was pretty happy about that. You know, something happened over four years ago. You know, I probably definitely would have forgot that by now. <laughs> I didn't remember a movie we talked about ten minutes ago. Uh, four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, let's talk. So the cast isn't isn't big with uh, names you know. However, it is a very capable cast. Uh, a lot of these a lot of these actors who are I mean they're not well known in in you know the Hollywood kind of circuit of films, but they are well known in in, in their own in their own markets. The pieces uh, fit, man. And they, they do fit. And it's it's a weird I, – I really think that Viggo Mortensen is one of the finest actors alive. And I know that's a point. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't argue with you too much about that. Viggo is pretty great. I mean – I can't 
Um, I don't want to. I know that's a bold statement, and I can. I really do think that he's just he the the roles he plays. I never once question if he's that person. Like I never once question it. In other movies, I kind of do. Like not for like other actors. Like you know, I come in and out of believing who they are, who they are, and but like Vigo, like if anyone was their character in this in this movie, Vigo was that guy. Like if you'd have told me that Vigo Mortensen was also the pro diver who got those kids out of there and then had a film career also. I'd like, okay, I, I believe it. I believe it also, you know, that's amazing. I hundred percent believe that. But he is on just a whole nother level. And not, I'm not saying Colin Farrell's not great because he is in this movie. Um, he's more reserved than we're used to. Colin Farrell's, he's a kind of an intense, um, he's kind of an intense actor. He's really, he's really kind of in it when he's in it. Uh, but I think the more reserved he is, I think the better he is. I know that's a weird statement because, like, the early to the late nineties, early two thousands, he was all about like being the the leading man. He had to be the leading man. He had to have you know perfect hair all the time. He always wearing the the hippest whatever style clothing for the movie. He was a dude. He was a dude. I mean, he was the early two thousands was his time. Absolutely, Colin Farrell time. Still love the movie SWAT. Still love it. I love SWAT. Phone booth. Um, What's the movie where he's a uh, in the in the the German POW camp? Uh, Hearts War. I love that one. Yeah, Hearts War. Yep. Um, but SWAT SWAT's a movie I can just watch. Like just oh, turn yeah. on. Like if I'm whatever I'm doing, folding laundry or making dinner, I can just turn on SWAT. What's the other weird? See uh, the recruit where he's in the CIA. Oh, with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, in yeah. my he's in my uh, Minority Report with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean there was. There was no one in more. Movies. Was, those were all within like five years of each other, too. By the way, four within four years of each other. I was Sorry. Gonna say, try, try, try three years of each other. Yeah, phone booth, SWAT, recruit, minority report. Within, a, dude, two years, <laughs> two year window. Yeah, Hearts War was two thousand one, and the others were, and most of those were two thousand three. So he was in like six movies in two years. So I mean, awesome. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, yeah, so he also is a very good kind of yin to Vigo's yang in this one, and I, I, that's important because those two, those were the two important casting choices in this in this movie. You had to have Richard Stanton right, and you had to have John Valanthin right. You had to have those two nailed, and I think, yeah. and I think they did a very good job. Um, that's not if there's an issue with this movie, they are not that that that, that is. Yeah. So, what I also like about this movie is. I'm going to use the movie. I'm going to use the the word "reserved" a lot. Is this movie is a surprising two and a half hours? I wasn't expecting that. So it's long. Okay, I want to understand that. However, I would argue this is one of the better paced movies I have ever watched. Because yeah, it's you know 145, 150 minutes. I was riveted by this movie, so it just blew straight through for me, man. I did pause one time to go take a pee because it's on Amazon. You can do that. But um, I was not like, oh, my God, this movie is so long. here. I never felt that way. And I, I listen, everybody here knows I complain about movies being too long all the time. You Hell, do. if you listen to our previous episode this week, I complain about a movie being a movie that's barely two hours being a little bit longer than it needed to be. But you complained about that, too. So I don't feel so bad. No, I didn't. And, and But that's usually that's usually the case. You. You, you trim out some of the fat. You have a, a better, more concise movie here. Now, yep. question. Okay, question. Well, yes. if we're talking about – so there's there's a lot 
there's probably a combined 10 or 15 minutes of just underwater shots. Yep. Do you think they could have now? I think that was deliberate. I really do think that was deliberate. Okay, so I want to make a statement on this movie um, with the underwater shots. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that they only used it when they used it because look, I ha- I felt so like claustrophobic when they're showing those shots, like just sitting on my couch in my giant living room, going, "Oh no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's dark." The water's moving. They're banging into things, dragging, you know, getting stuck around corners. And I was like, oh, God, just gave me anxiety. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's 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 meant to. It's designed like that. Yeah. And the other thing is this movie wasn't very expensive. Did you see the budget for this? I did not. You're the, you're it's the budget man. Only $55 million. That's impressive given what we – given the subject matter. Water is not cheap. No, well, which makes me think they tried to get all those underwater shots out of the way as quick as it could. And the good part about underwater shots is, I mean, you wouldn't, you, all you're doing is filming a guy swimming through a, a, a built set. For yeah, but say, yeah, I assume that these are all practical water effects here. Yeah, well, you know? my point is, like, it doesn't have to be them. It's mm-hmm. just, you're just using insert shots. Yep. Of, you know, of stuff you've already shot. You've already, you're just filming one guy swim around a built set for, a day and then you got all your insert shots. Yep. Now listen, I'm not a guy that panics about being like drowning or anything. I love to swim, love the water. But like when they're squeezing through these tight places with all this gear on, I was just like, Oh my God, I would just be freaked the fuck out. I agree with you. Not quite as bad as you with the claustrophobia, but there was a scene when they're, they're the first person they try to evac or someone that's like stuck. Oh God, that guy, (laughs) the guys working on the pumps kind of like a few meters in, is he gets stuck in there? He's he's yeah. like he's like two hundred meters in, they have three hundred meters in. You have to swim him out, and he panics, and he he swims to the top too quick and crushes <laughs> his head. He just and it's like it's the worst noise in the world because it's underwater, and you just hear <laughs> and like blood. He just it floods the water. You're like, oh my god, it's like a wet thud, and it just it was oh, it was so gross. That, that <laughs> is what that is what made me. Oh, like I, I felt my head at the time. It's like, well, look, we've all bumped our head on low sea. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Imagine doing that at full force under the water while you were panicking. <laughs> <laughs> How's that make you feel in your heart? Terrible, right? Terrible, Fuck this. Terrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> <Agreed>. Ah! <laughs> so that's one of the ones. That's the moment that got me. Not so much the claustrophobia, but that one. That one got me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> What and also what they what this movie does incredibly well is because these people are having to swim now it takes five hours to swim the length when it's when the cave is fully when when all of the chambers are fully flooded it takes something like five hours and ten minutes to swim that entire to navigate that entire thing. Mm-hmm. So one thing this movie does well, and at least there's a lot of passage of time in this movie. Yes. I think the movie handles it well by giving you markers. Like I, I enjoyed that. The little little map comes up like a little mini map in like you know the old Doom games comes well, up like, and shows you where they're at. Like day eleven, day twelve, you know, like mm-hmm. day six, day seven, day eight. You have a mental. It's not like oh, how, how many days have they been in there? Oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, have like, yeah, yeah, and it tells you, you know, like hey, you know, they're they're at this point on the map, three hours thirty four minutes in, you know, and you're just like, damn, that's a long way. <laughs> But I mean, it's it just it's also what it has working for it is it's a true story. 
So I mean, I'm, yes. I'm sure a lot of these, a lot of these story plots we're getting, as story points are true story points. Mm-hmm. Even with the kid, even with Chris, the the young diver. Um. So go 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 ahead. No good, buddy. You're oh, good. I was. It's an interesting thing because it's. Imagine, imagine someone explained to you. So, the plan they ultimately come up with to get these kids to get these kids out because. For a while, I didn't understand why. Now, this just could be my complete misunderstanding of how caves work. But I didn't understand why. I I guess I had missed the part where they said the monsoons are coming. And when that happens, this cave is going to be completely submerged for months. We have to get them out. And so I was like, why couldn't they just – the divers take food in there until they figured out a solution? Just live? You You just live in a cave now? I mean, the worst part is you have to shit in a corner for... No, you know. that's not the worst part. You run out of oxygen and you die. Yeah, see, that's what I wasn't getting is like... Oh, okay. I was like, how did you not understand oh, that? They have unlimited oxygen supply. What's going on here? So, yeah. They have yeah. a limited oxygen yeah, supply. So that's what I wasn't getting. I was like, why is this what's so important about this? This so, doesn't make any sense. This is about your fan. You're fine, babies. So, <laughs> that's what I was like. Why couldn't they just give them food and then be done? But I mean... I. Yes, they, I must have just missed where they said the limited oxygen and the monsoons bury that chasm as soon as as soon as they hit that thing submerged for eight months. Yeah, so I must have missed that. But point is, it's that is the clock. Like that's the you know every movie has like a something has to move the plot forward by saying the characters have to be done by this time or you know you know in the movie we just did they got I mean they're going to be killed unless they somehow figure out a way to work together and stop the, yeah. stop the white, 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 white death from killing them all on the bullet train. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, in this one, it's time is the enemy. Time is the, the adversary. And I was expecting well, some of the, some of the things I was expecting we didn't get, for example, you know, I mean these, so when our divers get there and it's really kind of fun. So Navy seals are no joke. No, like no matter what country has Navy SEALs, I'm sure they could kill me with their thumb. They're always badass, <laughs> and always. And but I mean, I really like the argument in the movie that um, Valanthan makes when they're all sitting around a table figuring out what to do. Is they he says like I I know you guys are SEALs. I'm not questioning your ability. However, you train in open water scenarios. You train in the ocean. You train in rivers. You're not used to this. This is not that. And it's like we are trained to navigate these tiny and like breathe a certain way and conserve air. And like I thought that was a brilliant argument. Yeah, but when he looks at him, he's like, we can go in tomorrow. And they'd already said, listen, we don't expect to be able to go in for more than three or four more days. He's like, we'll go in tomorrow. We don't care. Like we're ready now. One thing I, I guess it was just, it was just me wanting to push my heroes to the edge, but it's always – you know, because these guys had several nights in between attempts at getting supplies yes. in and out of this chamber. And like I one of these nights when the rain I, I totally expected the rains to start and then after a long ass haul, they go wake up these divers from all over the world and say, Sorry, it's starting to rain. There's no sleep. We we go now where they're all dead in twenty four hours. We go now. Like that's what I want. Like that's the hero part of that. But like if it didn't happen that way, then it didn't happen. It must way. not have happened. Yeah, because I mean, they never portray that as happening in this movie, so I don't get the vibe that no, and they I, did. It was they tried to meticulously plan everything, which is, you know, it it works out so good. One, I one, guess one of the things I love, 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 and it's the same thing. It's of the same kind of 
um, one of the rare and random things we get in, in a movie like The Grey with Liam Neeson fighting the wolves. After mm-hmm. his plane goes down in, um, in Alaska, his coming back from his, his oil job of sniping wolves from killing oil workers is the plane goes down and they're looking for survivors. And he comes across one guy that's, that's panicking and dying. And, and in a very Liam way, you know, cleverly snaps his neck. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. <laughs> no, he says, you're going to die. But think of your child. Think of your daughter. Let, let her take you. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful moment for us because it's a great movie moment. But like, sure. it's also terrifying and horrible. And oh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. What, one of these moments we have in this one is so our two divers, they managed to, after the first day, they get in. They go past where they couldn't get before the T junction, and they go in there and they find the boys, and they take you know what 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 do they call those little cameras? The GoPros. They take, little GoPros. Yep. They take GoPro footage, and they show and they take the GoPro of the kids. And like oh my god, they're all alive and they're all looking somewhat healthy for being in here for days, and so they take the footage out, and then immediately, immediately, the um the 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 the, the, the tie guys on the other end they grab the footage and Vigo's like, be careful who you show that to. Please be careful. Within minutes, everybody knows. Within minutes, the entire country knows what's going on. And like they see the footage of these boys, and this closed door conversation happens with 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 Vigo. Um, well, sorry, I should start using Vigo. I should start using Stanton and Volantin and some of the 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 the, the administration in the Thai universe in that world is um he says, get them out. Those boys aren't coming out. How do you how do you propose we do that? Yeah, Sir? and he's like, they'll be dead in three days. The one guy that we tried to swim out 200 meters panicked and almost died. Can you imagine trying to swim these kids out at, you know, miles? It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and like, I thought it was interesting because like, he was like, no, these kids are dead. That's why I didn't want you to show the footage to anyone because these kids are going to die. I mean, now we're going to be bringing out bodies in, in 10 months from now, we're bringing out bodies. We're not bringing out kids. You know what I mean? Like, that was an interesting way to frame this is it doesn't, we don't usually get scenes like that where hope is just yanked completely from everyone. And you know, that's yeah. what as soon as, as soon as he saw them, he was just like, we just don't get attached. He's yeah. like, these kids are dead. And that's what I love that. I just, I, because it, it puts, it makes it more dire when I'm watching for our heroes to get them out. And that's why, that's what I love about it. And I know it's a weird, like Grayson thing, but I, you know, someone who loves movies, like I, I love to have my heroes push the limit and I love to, you know, have every obstacle up against them because that just that makes our triumph that much better. And this movie does have a very satisfying ending. It's a little, it's it's a little short. Um, I assume they cut a lot of the celebration that they shot to make probably probably so. Sure. I mean, you were already at two hours, two and a half hours. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's we didn't get much of a of a of a wind of like coming off a third act. But it's it's still very satisfying. It's extremely satisfying, uh, and it's. It's one of those movies that, like, it's a slow burn, but god damn, it's great. It, it reminds me of a movie from 2005, The Great Raid, with, um, uh, what's, uh, I can't, I'm terrible with names tonight. Um, who's the older brother of the, there's, oh my god, I'm terrible with names. Who's always a work with Seth, Seth Rogen? He was always working with, like, four movies. What's his name? Um, who's James, James, James Franco? <laughs> James Franco. Um, he's, uh, the, in, in the Great Raid is a movie about releasing or trying to free the prisoners of the Kamenetuan death camp uh, in the Pacific theater of World War II. And the whole movie, like, 
the entire two and a half hour movie is planning, 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 planning. And then the, the last 30 minutes is they assault the compound and get those guys out of there. And it's, yep. you know, a lot of people say it's a very boring movie, but it's, it's necessary boring. Same with this movie, I think, is a lot of the, what you might consider slower moments is necessary slowness. I yes, think. in this movie, absolutely. Because it, it, it's, it's building to, it's building to when they, when they do have to fast track the last, the last few rescues because the rains have started and they know mm-hmm. they don't, and then they know they don't have a ton of time. Uh, that's what I, I mean. That's one of the things I enjoyed about this movie is it didn't feel like two and a half hours at all. Did you feel it was it's its length, Roger? No, I didn't. Like I said, I thought this movie was paced incredibly well, and like I said, I appreciate it. Really, really do. Yeah, there's so much to like about this movie. Um, what, uh, well, Roger, what are the things you loved about this movie then? Before I, I have um, no questions, but I'll wait. Well, like I said, I the one thing I didn't like, or I, not that I didn't like it, but it definitely bothered me was the underwater claustrophobia stuff. But you know, I do appreciate the the technical aspects of this, how they like they plan out the dives, how they map stuff out, and they actually talk about it, and they show you, they show how they how they do that all, basically sitting around this room just filling each other in about what they think they should do and and that sort of thing. And I do appreciate the camaraderie that the divers actually had, even though. They weren't always nice to each other, but how happy they were to celebrate with each other when they start having success. And I thought that was awesome. I really did. Well, yeah, because I mean, you're yes, because everyone working together. This is see, this is this is a this is a human interest story. Yes, it's one that we don't get very often in the superhero age we're living in. Yep, there, there are no suit. There are no human and interest. and it's done very well. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is we, there are no superhero interest stories in today's age with Marvel. There just aren't very few. But this, this is why I like this one. It's, it's, it's a well-told, slower-paced story about an impossible rescue made possible. So here's so when they finally have when they finally come up with the plan, mm-hmm. they get Joel Edgerton involved. Mm-hmm. He, he is the, he is now he is the the now famous Doctor Rick, Doctor Rick, Doctor Harry, Doctor Rick Harris, which along some of the same lines that you're talking about, you know, everyone's congratulating each other, like even the the Thai military medics are like, they're hugging this guy and congratulating him for doing, for literally pulling off the impossible of his plan. Well, their plan is it's, it's batshit crazy. It is yep. absolutely insane. They're sedating these, they're sedating these kids, putting them with under ketamine <laughs> with anesthesia, like what anesthetization? What do you, what do you, how do you, how do you say that? They're being anesthetized with ketamine, oh, anesthetized with ketamine. And then halfway through the trip, the the halfway marker they have no, to four times four times oh, they four have to times. do it to them. That's just the conversation with these three with Richard John and Rich and Rick when they talk about this is one of the most interesting conversations in a movie I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. because what's happening is the the camera angles and their looks are telling the story of that little scene. And that's what's great because they're, when they finally tell him why he's there, he's like, that's impossible. That's not going to well, work. And I did appreciate where he's like, it's not possible. We can't do a thing. And then like a couple scenes later, he's like, all right, so even if we could do it, this is the only way. And he's like, even though it still, it still won't work, still won't work. So finally, they have this like very well crafted plan. He's like, "But there's no way. There's just no way." <laughs> it's, it's like we got to. We only take out two. We only take out like three at first, just to see if it's going to work. <laughs> but it's not going to work. Yeah, and it's just 
Well, it's it's the most insane batshit plan. Ever. It's nuts, dude. It's crazy nuts because you're, you're you're asking these divers, which are not doctors, to administer shots at at regular inter- intervals. You know, try mm-hmm. and get. I mean, it's just it's insane, man. And he talks about how if you put too much, if you put too much of this drug in them, they they just they, they could just stop breathing and die. They just die. And if you, if you put too little, they wake up. They will wake up, panic, and then drown. Drown and and, then, and possibly take you with them. Yeah. So yeah, it's just oh my god! I that is what also made me so nervous. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> those first two kids they take out. I oh man, of that ten or twenty minutes sequence, I don't think I breathed more than three times. <laughs> I was drowning in my own life. Just I was holding my breath with those guys underwater. Like oh my goodness, oh my! I was so relieved when they finally got the kids out. I was with them when they were talking about. Because they would they would come up and then the medics on the other end the 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 Thai medics would grab them and then mm-hmm. seconds later they would give a thumbs up like yes your boy is still alive. Yep. Like, oh, I would like lean back in my chair like oh thank you thank you. I was so into it, Roger, and that's that's so awesome. I think that the movie managed to get me into it that much, where I was literally I didn't breathe for several seconds at a time watching some of these sequences play out. No, I agree. Like I said, there is there is a lot of. Uh... A lot of tension build up, and it really does pay off, and it works every time they do it. So, even though you know eventually, like how things are really playing out, you're like, all right, it seems to be in good shape, but still by the end, you're just like, holy shit! Because like, here's a really tough one at the end where somebody's mask doesn't quite fit right, and the guy's like, I'll hold it the whole way, and you're like, how the fuck are you gonna do that, bro? <laughs> well, and they're, they're, they look at him, they're like, you can do that. He's like, I got this. I got or, this. Don't he just slaps the guy in the back and just like, let's go. <laughs> 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 nuts but like so i can understand why the budget may have been because it's not really that i mean you have one you have a couple you have one outdoor location outside of a real cave where you're shooting mm-hmm. everything and then everything inside of a set inside yep. of a inside of a built you know tons of people on standby ready to jump in and help set oh, yeah. so, i mean it's i can see why they saved on cost for that amount it's such a small amount of lo- locations it really did look cool though it did, man. It looked. I mean, the, I had no problem with how it looked. I thought it looked. They were in a cave, as far as I was concerned. Those characters were in a real cave, as far as I was in in uh, Thailand, as far as I was yep. concerned. Hundred percent. Absolutely. And it was such a. And I say it because I'm just that sucker for it. But all those all those people in the surrounding uh, towns and villages all came up the mountain to help divert the water from going. Yep. Into so that's something we didn't even talk about. Like there are people on top of the mountain. Um, where there's sinkholes where the water is just flooding into the caves below and they're building little dams and channeling the water. Millions of gallons of water they're channeling down the hill to uh, to get out of there, to, to divert it. Divert it from going in the sinkholes, which go in the mountain faster. Um, which So, like, there's so many moving parts of the rescue operation. And, you know, a movie I always return to again and again with this thing is you remember that movie with Tommy Lee Jones in 97 volcano. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hayes, who actually just passed this weekend, just passed away a couple of what yesterday, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Um, that's a whole crazy story. We'll look that up. It's a whole crazy story. You won't believe it. If you, you won't believe it, but it, that's how it happened. Anyway. Um, she, so in volcano, of course, in Los Angeles, this fictitious story of a volcano, like there's an eruption in Los Angeles and there's no, like, it's not the, – the, the enemy is the lava, is the flow of the volcano. Yep. And one thing I love about that movie, and it gets me – I love it, love it, love it. And, and 
at the time, 12-year-old Grayson, when he saw it in the theater with his friends, I was crying. I, oh, man. I was more of a sensei then than I am now. But he mm. – so of when, you know, Tommy Lee is like, hey, that thing's coming. We need to figure this out or all these homes behind us are gone. And, like, everyone's working together. Everyone's like, I can put these pylons here. You put this there. Like, what? And like, it's great. It's just wonderful to see everyone working together. It just is. Mm-hmm. And something that 13 Lives does very well is it captures that spirit of everyone working together for one goal. If that happened in the U.S., that if that 13 lives happened in the U.S., you'd never got that many people to help. No, Christ. <laughs> I laugh at that because like, there's no way you're getting all those volunteers to volunteer for 14 days. They're like, they ain't my kids. Let them die. <laughs> Let them die. Yeah, it's just, I'll donate three pizzas. Four is a little, hundred, you can have three, you know, stuff like that. But it's, I really do think they captured the spirit of the human interest I think Ron Howard captured what he needed to capture to make this movie as effective as it is in this movie. Weird. It's like Ron Howard is very good at what he does. It's like Ron Howard's made a movie or two in his day. Once or twice. Indeed. Uh, what about some other things, Roger, that you, that you noticed? Besides the besides the, the claustrophobia of the caves? That, that made um, I mean, I, I, I think all the actors work really well here. I think the, the ensemble that they put together, like you can tell that they enjoyed working with each other. Um, that they took this very seriously too was great. Uh, it's a pretty serious story, obviously. Um, but I think they did a really good job about bringing light to the story. Like you, you remembered it, but like you didn't remember what happened. So isn't it cool to know how this all played out? I, I, I think it is. Yes. And I mean, I can see how someone might watch this and, 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 and not be as moved by it as you and I were. I can see it happening. I can absolutely see it, see it happening. I, I can. However, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong if that is you. I, not at all. And movies strike us some ways. Sometimes they don't strike us in another way, and that's fine. Um, but it's one of those movies that I think with most people is gonna is really going to hit them in the feels. And that's, and, that, yeah. that's, and that's okay. In this Marvel age, I think that's okay that we get a movie like this now and again. We need yeah, it. I'm okay with that. Like, I listen, I watch movies like this all day, every day. I did, like, Just... really... I was really... They do... The, the, the seals do lose someone due to... A, Due to kind of you know uh, human error and like e- equipment malfunction, and it, mm-hmm. it watching that scene is tough. It's because one thing they do in that scene is the the sound effects are really amplified. Oh man, that was no, and I can't like that at all. <laughs> I did not like that one bit, Roger. Not one bit. That I was like, okay, with that. nope. Nope. I was I was I was pretty tense that moment, and then like it took me about ten or fifteen minutes to calm down from what we had just seen. But I remember the news; they did lose one person, so mm-hmm. that and I, I was expecting, I was expecting the one. I was like, I there's no way I'm remembering that right because I was expecting someone in like the main diver unit to not. Mm-hmm. Make it. I was like, who? Which one of these guys, which I am now all very attached to, does not make it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, God goodness. damn! They wrote me in. Because how they introduce Vigo's character and Colin, um, how they introduce them is uh, Richard and John is they're just living their lives in the UK, mm-hmm. and, and they get a call for this, and uh, Valanthus is he has to leave what is obviously family. what is obviously not the best marriage and or kind of divorce. Yep, um, and he has to leave his son, and he says I'll be I'll be back in a few days. Don't worry about it. And then he's gone for like. A month. Two weeks, yeah, um, months. It's, it's 
And then, of course, Richard Stanton is, he's just a work guy. And he, has, he has a small flat. Um, not really much else in his life that he he's has full, right now. Full of dive gear. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he's got what he wants. But it's just, I love how they introduce those two. And then just, it just dives right into the movie, is right into it. And also, it's the same way we kind of unwind with them is we get everyone out of the cave. We celebrate for a second. And then we, we cut to... Just go home. We cut to them returning home. And then... Screen goes black, and then it tells you what happened after the after part or after a few months went by. Like I think like, oh, that's a bold choice, but mm-hmm. I would have preferred to see more celebrating. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And I think after, I, li- I like the I like the subdued. Well, I I think after a two and a half, well, a two hour and ten minute movie of very heightened of paranoia of people maybe maybe drowning is I think we as an audience deserved a little more of a celebration. <laughs> But maybe I'm no. asking. Maybe it's just me asking too much. Assume that we don't deserve shit. <laughs> As a society, we have failed, <laughs> and this is and this is where we're at now. All right, fair enough, fair enough. There are some things I. This movie really got me into wanting to learn how to dive. Not to go into a cave. Fuck that. Not that I ever will, but it made me think of it. I mean, I've I've been skydiving now four times. I love that. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. So sure. Okay. Diving can't be. I mean, it's just it's equally as stupid because, like, it just the risk of death is super high at that point. But I mean, it just appeals to me. Things like that that you know rushes like that appeal to me. So sure, maybe, I'm okay maybe, with it. That's, maybe, I mean, that doesn't sound like a terrible idea. I think I think scuba diving would be cool. I maybe do. Uh, not diving a maybe not skydiving a fifth time and going scuba diving would be maybe sure. learn to do that. But that sounds awesome. well. I mean, around here you can dive the river. You know, we they had the local local thing for not too far away from us is they have the people that dive rivers looking for cars and people that have been missing for years and years and years. And they've actually had a real success here recently finding a couple of vehicles that had people that have been missing for years, finding them in the river really? doing the same kind. Yeah, absolutely. It's called, they're called rescue diver or the rescue divers or salvage divers, something like that. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, like uh, I watch the whole. They have a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. Um, like they assume these people were like disappeared, or these people that made an egregious error while driving and then died in a river because they couldn't. They were knocked unconscious. Like, sometimes both. <laughs> okay, there's there. What, there's a lake in Vegas right now that's being drained. It's Lake Mead. It's the yeah, one that's attached to the Hoover Dam. Yeah, because it's you know they're out of. Out of money, they're out of water. They're dying. Earth is dying. Yeah, I mean that's just. But I was saying, I just heard about this. Lake Mead, they're pulling people out. But that's in Vegas, isn't it? About around yep. Vegas, where all the. I mean, if if you're in debt to the wrong people, you just end up in Lake, in lake Mead. <laughs> I'm laughing. But that's not a funny laughing matter. But no, no, not at all. But there's a lot this movie accomplishes, uh, with very simple, subtle ways of just. Okay, they're called the Chaos Divers. Chaos Divers. That, that actually makes sense. Yeah, this is from like three months ago. And you, and you watch some of their YouTube stuff. Oh my god, it's incredible. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, that sounds pretty cool. Do you watch it on your uh, 4K surround sound setup? No, usually on my phone at work when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing at work. That's the best time to do it. That is the only time to do it, actually. I mean, I would never do that. Didn't you just admit to it? You just admitted to it. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, how do you did 
Did the, did the letters that the, that the kids wrote that the SEALs were able to bring out for the family while they were trying to figure out, what did those get to you or did that not phase you? No, I was okay with that one. Like, I didn't get super emotional in this one. I was invested, though. Like, I did want to see what happened through it, which was nice because, like I said, it is a bit of a longer movie. But uh, it didn't really hit me. This one didn't really touch me that much emotionally, which is weird because I have kids and, you know, sometimes commercials make me do that. So, <laughs> sure. You know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're. Sure. I mean, being a father, you would get the father angle of these. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one, again, something the movie did very well is in the parents, the way they use the parents to get emotion out of people, it got me too. I'm telling you, there's so much this movie that got me is I love the parents. You know, like, are we going to see our kids again? And if we're not, I just want the body back to bury. Mm-hmm. Which I yep. thought was also very interesting. Um, it's, it's a kind of a weird, it's not really much, I mean, it's, because it kind of goes against the grain of what we usually do. You know, Hollywood's all about hope and, you know, the, the, the hero fighting his way through the fighting his or her way through and then finding mm-hmm. victory on the other end. But, you know, this movie, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it goes against the grain in that one way. But I, I really, do, I think Amazon's got something very special on their hands here. Is this, yeah, I think it's, this is good, man. This is it, Amazon original. It's okay. It, it is original, not something they bought. It is a prime original then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And only for $55 million. That's interesting. That's a that's a good budget for this too. That seems that seems about that seems appropriate. I yeah, I mean how, it works. Wonder how these streaming services are, are getting any of that money back though. Mm-hmm. These bigger. I mean, movies. does Amazon need more money? I mean, no, but <laughs> they're gonna milk and they're gonna milk us. They're gonna nickel and dime us every chance they get to raise the subscription whenever they do. Sure. But I've Amazon. I, I have Amazon Netflix forever. It's the other ones that I'm I might get rid of. They're 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 just lucky that they came first. That, that's all. Yeah, I mean I mean Netflix is expensive, man. That's twenty bucks a month. It is. And I, I think I, I, I would like to note I pay almost as much for Netflix as I do for my AMC uh premiere stub stuff. <laughs> But with Premiere, excuse me, I'm yawning. With Premiere, you get the value out of Premiere, though. I do. That's what I mean. Like, that's more value to, you know, for the cost being the same as, yes, I guess I can watch Netflix all the time. I just don't. Um, but, you know, there's that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. That's a discussion for another day. It is. It is. I do want to do a, a, a episode on all the streaming services, though. I think that'd be an interesting one to talk about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. One question I do want to ask you, though, about this movie is, was there ever was there ever a time you thought that there was going to be a horrible accident and yes, we were going to lose a kid many times. Okay, but I did. So here's the thing, though. I did have I did know what happened, or at least you know, not obviously not the story behind it, but like I said from the news, so I had an idea of what was going to happen. Now, obviously, they could have portrayed it however they wanted to, but I was okay with that. I was hoping they weren't because you know that's that kind of stuff gets to me. It really does. So it's it's tough to, it's really tough sometimes for me to watch these movies. I just I don't like I just I I feel too much. I'm very, I'm a big sensey. What can, what can I say? I want to see the heroes win and the villains fail, but that's not always the that's not always the case here. And I, not I, only I, not only must I succeed, others must fail. <laughs> that's true, Roger. That's, <laughs> that's <for me. laughs> I want to succeed, and I want everyone to not get hurt. That's said. I want. I want to win, and you must fail. Except for Cersei, I wanted worse for her. She's terrible, 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 terrible. Yeah, she had a good run. 
I wonder what what took Vigo to take this role. I wonder, Money. How, I wonder how Amazon got him. Well, I mean, he's offered roles all the time. From like, he turns on Ron down. Howard. You think it took Ron Howard to get Vigo in? Probably. I'll, I bet you this is just something that Vigo is interested in diving. He's like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll dive for a whole movie. That's fine. I mean, yeah, that's all right. Amazon, you, you want to pay for all my equipment and my diving lessons? Fine by me. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, he's just an interesting enough of a guy. He's like, I know how to do that already. <laughs> he probably does, actually. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> uh, because it's funny. I always read stories of when he was filming Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. He would walk around town with his sword on his back, like his yeah. actual his actual sword strapped to his back, and the townsmen would be like, "Is that safe?" And the studio was like, "We're just gonna let him do it because they're putting all kinds of money into into New." Zealand. You want to tell him no? Look how big that sword is. <laughs> you're, you're you're gonna be the one to tell him no. That's for damn sure. Uh, no, but it's, Vigo is a he gets into he's a you know he really gets into his roles. He becomes his actor or he becomes his character, which is what I love about Vigo. Um, see, I, I just there's something about Vigo. His his kind of he. I'm after watching this movie. I'm convinced yet again that he is one of the greatest actors on this planet right right now. He's just I mean, he's so, good, man. Just so good, and everything he's. I mean, he was excellent in Green Book. He's excellent in everything we've seen him in lately. It's just it's really a, a treat to see Vigo. Yeah, and sure. Colin. I mean, let's talk about Colin Farrell again for a second. Is you know this is this is not a normal Colin movie. You know, this is not an action movie at all. This is not a normal Colin Farrell movie. So I'm glad that he agreed to do that. I wonder how they got him to do it. Money. You think you think he's that vain that he accepted the money? Money, Ron Howard, and Vigo. <laughs> Vigo's like, Colin, Colin. We can, we, we can, we can play. So Amazon got Ron Howard to do this because of money. Amazon got Vigo Morton to do it because of Ron Howard and money. Amazon got... Colin Farrell to do it because of money, Ron Howard, and Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> that was the order it went. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. I mean, that, that seems about right. It seems, seems, seems like it could be true. I don't know. All right. So let's move to score this. This is the shorter episode for the week. Anyway. I'll go first. I went first for last episode. I think this movie's like an eight. Um, I enjoyed it. I will watch this movie again. Uh, not too recently, though, because it's long. Uh, but yeah, I'll recommend this to most people. I think uh, most people will enjoy or will like this movie. Um, if you're super claustrophobic or really hate fear of drowning, maybe this isn't for you. I'll be honest with that. Um, but man, this movie works out. It's uh, it's an eight for me. It's also an eight for me. I really dug it. I thought it did a lot of things perfectly. Uh, it really it makes me feel. So I know it's going to make other people feel uh, the emotion behind it. I think a lot of the stories were great. Um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a human interest story. I really am, especially ones where hundreds of people come together for to to prevent a disaster or save people. It's it's great, man. It's just that's what the human that's what our existence on this planet's all about is connection with others, and so that's what I love. And then that's what art is all about. Art is all about connection through these you know through interpretation and such. And that's just to me that's just the best. So I love this movie. Uh, I also think it deserves an eight. So absolutely. All right, Roger, we have completed the movies for this week. We have survived another week. A comet. Yes. A comet has not destroyed earth yet. Thankfully. Right. Yes. No. (laughs) Yes. Question mark. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have survived one more week, and next week is another one. So this has been episode 292, no, 91B, sorry, of For the Love of B. B. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. in the podcast service of your choice. Of the following five, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate and subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the show on Facebook. Always posting things on our social media. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We have made our return. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week we're taking a look at Prize Fighter on Amazon Ooh. and Day Shift on Netflix. Two streaming Ooh. movies. Double streaming, baby. Let's go. Double penises. That's not going to be in there.